Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The U.N. votes overwhelmingly to condemn Russia's war on Ukraine. Five countries abstained. Russian forces have reportedly taken over a key port city of Kyrgyzstan. A member of Ukraine's parliament is heavily criticizing President Biden's State of the Union address. Subway crime, it is up 200 percent in the past week, despite New York City's anti-crime initiative targeting the homeless and mentally ill. Major League Baseball striking out with fans as games are canceled due to a lack of a labor agreement. In a historic vote, the U.N. General Assembly overwhelmingly voted to condemn Russia's deplorable aggression against Ukraine. 141 countries condemned the aggression. Four countries joined Russia in opposition. Belarus, North Korea, Eritrea and Syria. 35 countries abstained, including Russia. President Joe Biden condemned the historic vote. They're alone. And they did what they did, in my view. He did what he did because he thought he could split NATO, split Europe and split the United States. We're going to demonstrate to the whole world. No one can split this country. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky praised the U.N. vote. China and Russia released a joint statement condemning NATO expansion, but did not directly mention Ukraine. A Ukrainian city has fallen into Russian hands. Kherson's mayor, Igor Kalihev, says Russian soldiers have taken over the port city's administration building. Ukraine's President Zelensky says fighting continues around Kherson's port. The city is strategically located on the banks of a river that flows into the Black Sea. Russian troops have reportedly blown up a dam, restoring water supplies to the Crimean Peninsula. Russian annexed Crimea in 2014. Zelensky told Reuters that Russia needed to stop bombing if it wanted to negotiate peace. We are for dialogue, yes, but the least that must happen is the bombardment of people must stop. You simply have to stop the bombardment and then sit down behind the table for talks. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is headed to Belgium for a meeting of NATO foreign ministers. He will also visit Poland, Moldova and the Baltic states of Lithuania, Latvia and Estonia. This is a threat to stability in Europe and to the entire rules-based order, which has been the foundation of security and prosperity for people around the world for nearly 80 years. In this time of uncertainty, we have a clear way forward. Help Ukraine defend itself. Support the Ukrainian people. Hold Russia accountable and persist with diplomacy. 
The Swedish Armed Forces said four Russian fighter jets violated Sweden's airspace over the Baltic Sea on Wednesday. Heavy criticism of President Joe Biden's State of the Union speech from a member of Ukraine's parliament. Parliamentary member Oleg Sandra told NBC's Today Show Biden's speech was a total disappointment. She also criticized the international community for failing to protect Ukraine. We are grateful for help, but we need protection in our sky. We had been protecting ourselves on the ground, but if we do not protect our sky, if there is no fly zone or if there is no dome to protect it with the air defense, we will all go down. People will literally die. Oleg Sandra Ustinova stressed that Ukraine gave up its nuclear weapons for international support. During Biden's State of the Union, he vowed to go after Russian President Vladimir Putin, praise the Ukrainian resistance against Russian forces, and asked members of Congress to stand in a show of support for Ukraine. Despite New York City Mayor Eric Adams' anti-crime initiative, the New York City subway system has experienced more than a 200 percent increase in crime in the past week alone. NYPD statistics released Wednesday show there were 55 subway crimes through the week ending Sunday, February 27th, compared to just 18 the week before. New York City Mayor Eric Adams and New York's Governor Hochul announced an anti-crime initiative February 21st, targeting the homeless and the mentally ill. No more smoking, no more doing drugs, no more sleeping, no more doing barbecues on the subway system. The mayor and the governor haven't yet said if the program needs to be revised. There have been 375 subway crimes through February 27th, compared to just 217 during the same time last year. As Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred announced that spring training was canceled, groups of fans gathered outside of the spring training facilities for the Miami Marlins and the St. Louis Cardinals. We want baseball. However, they won't get it anytime soon. Manfred has canceled the first two series for each of the 30 Major League teams. Owners and players have not agreed to a new labor contract. Houston Astros third baseman Alex Bregman was disappointed in the decision. I'm sad for fans. I'm sad for just people that love the game of baseball. Um, I love the game of baseball. I'm, I'm a fan of the game, and uh, I'm heartbroken by it. Here's MLB Players Association Executive Director Tony Clark. The game that I grew up on, the game that our guys play, how that game is played, has changed. As a result of that change, the game that, that a lot of baseball fans uh, have grown up knowing um, has changed. Tuesday's announcement cut each club's schedule from 162 to 156 games at most. A total of 91 games were canceled. 77 WABC Time Check 507. Frank Diaz has traffic and transit. Good morning, Deb. In Jersey, inbound upper and lower level, as well as the Lincoln and Holland Tunnel, all looking pretty good right now. Over to the island in Jericho and Northern State Parkway, eastbound between exit 36 and Route 135. We've got some road construction shutting down the left lane. Also seeing some road work in Freeport on Sunrise Highway, eastbound between Buffalo Avenue and Troy Avenue. That's taking out two lanes. Long Island Freedom Convoy will be heading west on the LIE starting at exit 60 around 630, so expect some delays over there. In Hudson Valley, we got a stall clear to Nanwet on the uh, near 
York State Thruway northbound between the Palisades and exit 14. On the Mario Cuomo Bridge, there's a 45-mile-per-hour speed limit due to the rain, so that's on both sides across the span. Heading into the city on the Harlem River Drive southbound at exit 19, there's an accident over there taking out one lane. We also got some road work on East 138 between I-87 and Grand Concourse in both directions. That's taking out two lanes. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with traffic on the 7th through 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank, and your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. There's a 30% chance of showers before 7 a.m., then mostly sunny skies today. Temperatures fall to about 36 by late afternoon. Overnight, mostly clear skies. The lows down to 21. The wind chill between 15 and 20. Tomorrow, sunshine with a high of 38. Right now, we have a reading of 43 degrees under mostly clear skies. Well, Iowa's Governor Kim Reynolds delivering the Republican rebuttal to President Joe Biden's State of the Union address on Tuesday. She used the word the world stage to hammer the president's leadership. Even before taking the oath of office, the president told us that he wanted to, quote, make America respected around the world again and to unite us here at home. He's failed on both fronts. Reynolds depicted Biden and Democrats as weak regarding their handling of the invasion of Ukraine and the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. Reynolds also pointed to the alternative approach of Republicans hoping to control Congress in the upcoming midterm elections. Democratic West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin criticized President Biden's attempt during the State of the Union address to try and revive his failed Build Back Better agenda. Manchin criticized the president for saying Build Back Better's massive $2 trillion price tag would fight inflation by lowering costs for Americans. Manchin on Fox Business also criticized Biden's State of the Union address for not addressing spiraling inflation. And I said, they said, what do you want to hear in the speech? When I went in to the, uh, to the address last night, I said, inflation, 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 energy, energy, energy. And I still feel the same. I didn't hear what I wanted to hear. The massive Build Back Better package stalled in December after Manchin and fellow Democratic U.S. Senator Kirsten Sinema of Arizona voiced opposition. Former President Donald Trump Wednesday condemned the Russian invasion of Ukraine as a holocaust. However, Trump stopped short of denouncing Russian President Vladimir Putin for launching the military operation targeting civilian areas with missile attacks. Here's Trump on Fox Business. When you see buildings being blown up and then they say one person died, give me a break. Many people are dying and we're allowing this to happen. It would have never happened. It should have never happened. Putin never would have done it with me. Trump called last month's move by Putin to move troops to areas of eastern Ukraine as peacekeepers savvy and smart. A prosecutor at the International Criminal Court in The Hague said Monday he would begin investigating Putin for war crimes. Moscow is admitting military casualties in Ukraine. Russia admits nearly 500 of its troops have been killed and more than 1,600 wounded since their invasion began a week ago today. Russia initially said its military forces had not suffered any war casualties. The Kremlin has engaged in a propaganda campaign, shutting down two independent news agencies. Moscow insists the losses are considerably lower than figures offered by Ukraine. Ukrainian authorities have said that more than 5,800 Russian soldiers have been killed, 
61 Russian aircraft, 200 Russian tanks, and 900 Russian vehicles destroyed. As Russia attacks Ukraine, the basement of the maternity hospital in Ukraine's coastal city of Mariupol has been transformed into a bomb shelter and nursery. And a similar scene in Kharkiv, where a maternity ward has been moved to a bomb shelter amid missile attacks. Maripol was one of three cities, along with Kharkiv and Kherson, encircled by Russian forces. Maripol is seen as a key target for Russian forces because it would connect the annexed Crimean Peninsula bordering the Black Sea to the Russian mainland. Hacker group Anonymous has claimed that it has shut down Russia's space agency, Roscosmos. The hacking team has said that Russian officials have no more control over their own spy satellites. Putin, stop as soon as possible. Otherwise, this cyber attacks will break you piece by piece. However, the director of Roscosmos, Dmitry Ragushin, denied the claim. He says the spy satellites are protected from cyber criminals. The report about anonymous disabling Roscosmos comes days after the hacker group claimed it had successfully breached over 300 Russian websites and offered troops over $53,000 to give up their tanks. The Biden administration is getting ready to confront China over its industrial subsidies and seek ways to protect America's edge in new technologies. A person familiar with the discussions says U.S. efforts could be rolled out in the coming months. The plan could include a new investigation into Beijing's support for uh, sectors that it considers strategic. Section 301 of the Trade Act allows U.S. officials to isolate certain practices of a business partner and also take punitive action if they find those practices actually violate business law. Again, I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News, 77 WABC Time Check coming up on 515. Let's check in with... Justin Ellick for a look at sports. Good morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. Thank you very much. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. We begin in the city of brotherly love where the Knickerbockers and Sixers were in action last night. James Harden made his home debut for Philadelphia and gave Sixers fans exactly what they were looking for with 26 points in 36 minutes on the floor. Joel Embiid led all scoring as he usually does with one better than Harden at 27 points and R.J. Barrett topped out the Knicks side of the box score with 30 points on 10 of 23 from the field. Ultimately, that wasn't nearly enough to stack up against the Harden-Embiid duo as Philly got the Knicks to kick rocks after a 123-108 to victory at home. The Knicks will be in action next coming up tomorrow night in Phoenix against the Suns. As for very near future hardwood action, you've got the Nets hosting the Miami Heat at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time tonight, so look out for that. Now to ice hockey as the Rangers got back to their winning ways last night at the Garden against the St. Louis Blues after giving up three quick goals late in the second period to fall behind 3-2. to two. The hockey blue shirts came back with a vengeance with three of their own in the third frame to come out victorious by a score of 5-3. to three. Chris Kreider scored a tie-breaking power play goal that sounded like this. Strom direction back out to the point. Forza Batajad. Now Fox. But Aaron, 15 seconds remaining on the penalty. Score! Fox with the shot. Deflected in front. It's a power play goal. 
spectacular. Oh, yeah, baby. That call courtesy of TNT. The Rangers will try and make it two straight tomorrow night when they host the Devils at the at the Garden. As for the Islanders, look out for them tonight at home against the Vancouver Canucks. That face-off is set for 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Here are the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellig on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Frank Diaz. Oh, good morning, Deb. Well, good in morning, Jersey, Frank. on the upper the upper level and lower level, as well as the Lincoln and Holland Tunnel, all looking pretty good right now. Over to the island in Jericho on Northern State Parkway, eastbound between exit 36 and Route 35. 135, excuse me. We've got some road construction shutting down the left lane still. Also seeing some road work in Freeport on Sunrise Highway, eastbound between Buffalo Avenue and Troy Avenue. That's taking out two lanes at the moment. The Long Island Freedom Convoy is going to head west on the LIE starting at exit 60 between, uh, excuse me, beginning at approximately 630. So expect some delays over there. Hudson Valley on the Mario Cuomo Bridge has a 45 mile per hour speed limit due to the rain. That's on both sides across the span. New York State Thruway I-87 northbound exit 1. That off-ramp closed due to emergency water main repairs. Also, 218 between Cornwall and West Point closed in both directions due to weather-related slide hazards. So 9W is your best alternate route around that. And the city on the Harlem River Drive southbound at exit 19, there's still that accident over there taking out one lane. We also have some road work on East 138th between I-87 and Grand Concourse in both directions. That's taking out two lanes. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz of Traffic for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank, and your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have a 30% chance of showers until 7 this morning, then clearing. Mostly sunny skies today. Temperatures fall, though, to about 36 by 5 p.m. Overnight, mostly clear skies. The lows down to 21. The wind chill value between 15 and 20. Tomorrow, sunshine, high near 38. Right now, 43 degrees. Let's head over to Frank Marano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones gained 596 points, the Nasdaq gained 220 points, and the S&P 500 gained 80 points. U.S. oil climbed to the highest level in more than a decade on Wednesday trade, with global benchmark Brent topping $113 per barrel after OPEC and its oil-producing allies, which does include Russia, decided to hold production steady. West Texas Intermediate Crude Futures, the U.S. oil benchmark, jumped more than 8% to trade at $112.51 per barrel, the highest level since May of 2011. Global benchmark Brent Crude rose more than 8% to $113.94 per barrel. That's the highest level since June of 2014. Fed Chair Jerome Powell says he supports a traditional quarter-point increase in the Federal Reserve's benchmark short-term interest rate when the Fed meets later this month, rather than a larger increase that some of its policymakers have proposed. But Powell did open the door to a bigger hike in the event that inflation, which has reached a four-decade high, doesn't noticeably decline this year as the Fed expects it to. And finally, the feud between President Joe Biden and Tesla CEO Elon Musk doesn't seem to be cooling anytime soon. Musk said no one was watching Biden after the president did not mention Tesla during his hour-long State of the Union address on Tuesday. Biden touted the combined $18 billion investment by Ford and GM to build electric vehicles. Tesla, an electric automaker giant, wasn't mentioned in Biden's speech to the nation. Musk later tweeted directly to Biden saying Tesla has created over 50,000 U.S. jobs building electric vehicles and is investing more than double 
GM and Ford combined. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. And thanks, Frank. Let's take a look at Dow futures this morning. They are in the red. The Dow right now is down 37 points at 33,811. The S&P 500 down seven points, seven and three quarters actually for the NASDAQ. That's down 55 points this morning. Crude oil is now above $110 a barrel at $112.91, up $2.31. Gold up $10.80 an ounce to $1,993.10. I'm Deborah. WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your early news. Well, the suspect accused of smearing a woman with human feces at the Wakefield subway station was released without bail. Frank Abraqua was rearrested then in connection with a hate crime in Brooklyn and again released without bail. Police say he has 44 prior arrests. The Brooklyn DA's office says the 37-year-old is now on supervised release. New York City Mayor Eric Adams condemned the disturbing incident. Human waste, someone spitting in your face. Uh, you know, those are real signs of mental health issues. And we keep going back to that conversation. And we really must dig into how we're dealing with these mental health issues. Adams met with New York state legislators in Albany asking for changes to the state's controversial bail reform laws. His request was dismissed. In the Brooklyn attack, September 9th, Abraqua was charged with a hate crime for allegedly spitting on and making anti-Jewish statements to a victim. Videos up on our website this morning. It shows two suspects wanted in the shooting of a 14-year-old male outside of the Boys and Girls High School in Brooklyn. The teenager's mother decried the city's surging gun violence, telling the New York Post it could happen to anyone. The woman's son was shot at Fulton Street and Utica Avenue Monday afternoon after a group that he was part of got into an argument with another group. The teen is recovering following surgery. And you can take a look at that video showing the two suspects police are looking for. It's up on our website, wabcradio.com. A rally on Grant Street in Chinatown Tuesday by Asian-American community members after yet a fourth victim of anti-Asian attacks died in just over two months. Here's New York Representative Grace Meng, who condemned the attacks. Our community is mentally and physically exhausted from being forced to endure this ongoing violence. We are tired, so tired of living in fear. 62-year-old Agaying Ma died February 22nd after being hit in her head with a rock. But that was back in November while she was sweeping her sidewalk. The suspect in the case is expected to face upgraded charges following Ma's death. Police say 33-year-old Ellie Saul Perez of Brooklyn is currently charged with felony assault and harassment. Four teenagers stabbed at a subway stop in Brooklyn. This happened Tuesday afternoon. The violence erupted at the entrance to the J&Z train at the Broadway Flushing Avenue station. The reason, though, for the violence is unknown. The attackers fled. So far, no arrests in this case. All four victims were taken to Woodhull Hospital in stable condition. 
Oh, there's a new billboard using salty language. It's up in Times Square, and it was put there by the conservative nonprofit group JCN, the Job Creators Network. The billboard says that it urges President Biden to reject oil from Russia following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The billboard says, hey, Vlad, screw you, the billboard states. Niet to Russian oil. Time for American oil. Drill more. Pay more. Pay less. Come on, Joe. This ain't hard. Biden has received criticism for his decisions to cancel construction of the Keystone XL pipeline, which would have delivered oil from Canada into the United States. The president also criticized for his decision to originally waive sanctions of Russia's Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Well, New York City's police pension fund will divest its securities investments issued by Russian companies. It follows a slew of state and federal sanctions boycotting Vladimir Putin's military invasion of Ukraine. The fund's trustees, which include New York City Mayor Eric Adams, City Comptroller Brad Lander and NYPD Commissioner Keechant Sewell, voted in favor of the move on Tuesday. The vote directs the comptroller to divest $42.2 million. The fund is one of the biggest municipal retirement funds in the nation. 77 WABC Time Check 525. Well, honors for actor James Earl Jones. The Schubert Organization's Court Theater on Broadway will be renamed after Jones. It's part of the theater group's promise to honor a black artist. The renaming honors Jones' lifetime contributions to Broadway and the artist community. A year ago, a coalition of Broadway theater owners, producers, union leaders, creators, and casting directors, directors hammered out a series of reforms and commitments to ensure equity, diversity, inclusion, and accessibility. All right, 77 WABC time check coming up on 527. Frank Diaz at the traffic test this morning with a look at both traffic and transit. Good morning, Frank. Hey, Deb. Well, in, Jer- in Jersey on Elizabeth on Route 19 northbound between Grand Street and Fairmont Avenue, that's closed due to an accident. Also, an inbound upper low level as well as a Lincoln and Holland Tunnel. All looking pretty good heading into the city. Over to the island in Jericho on Northern State Parkway eastbound between exit 36 and Route 135. We've got some construction shutting down the left lane over there. Also seeing some road work in Freeport on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Buffalo Avenue and Troy Avenue. That's taken out two lanes. The Long Island Freedom Convoy is going to be heading west on the LIE starting at exit 60 around 6.30 a.m. this morning. So expect some delays over there if you're coming in. In Hudson Valley... Uh, over in Katona on I-684 northbound after exit 6. we got an accident blocking the left lane over there. Have some slippery roads in Highland on the Mid-Hudson Bridge eastbound between US-44 and the Mid-Hudson Bridge tolls. Assault trucks are out there for that. On the Mario Cuomo Bridge, there's in a 45-mile-an-hour speed limit due to the rain. That's on both sides across the span. Heading into the city on the Major Deegan northbound uh, at exit 3, we got a disabled vehicle blocking the right lane over there. And on the Harlem River Drive southbound, we still have that accident near exit 19 taking out one lane. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with Traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. 
Thanks, Frank. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We do have a 30% chance of showers today just till 7 a.m., then clearing mostly sunny skies today. Temperatures fall to around 36 by late afternoon. Overnight, mostly clear skies. Our low is down to 21 degrees and the wind chill between 15 and 20 overnight. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, the high near 38. Right now, 43 degrees in Manhattan. Well, Melinda Gates will lift the lid on her $130 billion divorce from billionaire Microsoft founder Bill Gates for the first time. The former Mrs. Gates will do a tell-all interview with CBS Morning's host, Gail King. Here's a preview trailer for the upcoming interview, which will air on March 3rd. Well, I certainly believe in forgiveness, um, so I thought we had worked through some of that. It wasn't one moment or one specific thing that happened. There just came a point in time where there was enough there that I realized it just wasn't healthy, and I couldn't trust what we had. The Gates shocked the world when they announced the end to their 27-year marriage. That interview again airs March 3rd. 77 WABC Time Check 529. We'll be back with more early news right after this. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. It's the top five at 530. The U.N. votes overwhelmingly to condemn Russia's war on Ukraine. Five countries abstained. Russian forces have reportedly taken over a key port city of Kyrgyzstan. A member of Ukraine's own parliament is heavily criticizing President Biden's State of the Union address. Subway crime is up 200 percent in the past week, despite New York City's anti-crime initiative targeting the homeless and the mentally ill. Major League Baseball striking out with fans as games are canceled due to a lack of a labor agreement. In a historic vote, the U.N. General Assembly overwhelmingly voted to condemn Russia's deplorable aggression against Ukraine. 141 countries condemned the aggression. Four countries joined Russia in opposition, Belarus, North Korea, Eritrea, and Syria. 35 countries abstained, including Russia. President Joe Biden condemned, or commended rather, the historic vote. They're alone. And they did what they did, in my view. He did what he did because he thought he could split NATO, split Europe, and split the United States. We're going to demonstrate to the whole world, no one can split this country. And Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky praised the U.N. vote. China and Russia released a joint statement condemning NATO expansion, but did not directly mention Ukraine. A Ukrainian city has fallen into Russian hands. Kyrgyzstan's mayor, Igor Kalihev, says Russian soldiers have taken over the port city's administration building. Ukraine's President Zelensky says fighting continues around Kyrgyzstan's port. The city is strategically located on the banks of a river that flows into the Black Sea. Russian troops have reportedly blown up a dam, restoring water supplies to the Crimean Peninsula. Russia annexed Crimea in 2014. 
Zelensky told Reuters that Russia needed to stop bombing if it wanted to negotiate peace. We are for dialogue, yes, but the least that must happen is the bombardment of people must stop. You simply have to stop the bombardment and then sit down behind the table for talks. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is headed to Belgium for a meeting of NATO foreign ministers. He will also visit Poland, Moldova, and the Baltic states of Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia. This is a threat to stability in Europe and to the entire rules-based order, which has been the foundation of security and prosperity for people around the world for nearly 80 years. In this time of uncertainty, we have a clear way forward. Help Ukraine defend itself. Support the Ukrainian people. Hold Russia accountable and persist with diplomacy. The Swedish Armed Forces said four Russian fighter jets violated Sweden's airspace over the Baltic Sea on Wednesday. Heavy criticism of President Joe Biden's State of the Union speech from a member of Ukraine's own parliament. Parliamentary member Oleg Sandra Unastova told NBC's Today Show Biden's speech was a total disappointment. She also criticized the international community for failing to protect Ukraine. We are grateful for help, but we need protection in our sky. We had been protecting ourselves on the ground, but if we do not protect our sky, if there is no fly zone or if there is no dome to protect it with the air defense, we will all go down. People will literally die. Ustinova stressed that Ukraine gave up its nuclear weapons for international support. During Biden's State of the Union, he vowed to go after Russian President Vladimir Putin, praised the Ukrainian resistance against Russian forces, and asked members of Congress to stand in a show of support for Ukraine. Despite New York City Mayor Eric Adams' anti-crime initiative, the New York City subway system has experienced more than a 200 percent increase in crime in the past week alone. NYPD statistics released Wednesday show there were 55 subway crimes for the week ending Sunday, February 27th, compared to 18 the week before. New York City Mayor Eric Adams and New York's Governor Hochul announced an anti-crime initiative on February 21st, targeting the homeless and the mentally ill. No more smoking, no more doing drugs, no more sleeping, no more doing barbecues on the subway system. The mayor and the governor haven't yet said if the program needs to be revised. There have been 375 subway crimes through February 27th, compared to just 217 during the same time last year. As Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred announced that spring training was canceled, groups of fans gathered outside of the spring training facilities for the Miami Marlins and the St. Louis Cardinals, chanting, we want baseball. However, they won't get it anytime soon. Manfred has canceled the first two series for each of the 30 Major League teams. Owners and players have not yet agreed to a new labor contract. Houston Astros third baseman Alex Bregman was disappointed in the decision. I'm sad for fans. I'm sad for just people that love the game of baseball. Um, I love the game of baseball. I'm, I'm a fan of the game, and uh, I'm heartbroken by it. Here's Major League Players Association Executive Director Tony Clark. The game that I grew up on, the game that our guys play, 
how that game is played has changed. As a result of that change, the game that, that a lot of baseball fans uh, have grown up knowing um, has changed. Tuesday's announcement cut each club's schedule from 162 to 156 games at most, and a total of 91 games were also canceled. 77 WABC time check is 537. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Frank Diaz. Hey, Deb, in Jersey and Elizabeth on Route 109 northbound between Grand Street and Fairmont Avenue. We still got that closed due to an accident from earlier. Also inbound upper lower level as well as the Lincoln and Holland Tunnel looking pretty good coming into the city. Over to the island in Jericho and Northern State Parkway eastbound between exit 36 and Route 135. We got some construction shutting down the left lane over there. Also seeing some road work in Freeport on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Buffalo Avenue and Troy Avenue. That's taking out two lanes. Long Island Freedom Convoy heading west on the LIE starting around 630 this morning. So expect some delay over there. In Hudson Valley and Katona on I-684 northbound after exit 6. We still got that accident blocking the left lane over there. Starting to see some slippery roads on, in Highland on the Mid-Hudson Bridge eastbound between US-44 and Mid-Hudson Bridge tolls. Assault trucks are out for that as is on the Mario Como Bridge. We've got some slippery roads there so there's a 45 mile per hour speed limit in, due to the rain. In the city we got that stall cleared in the Bronx on the Major Deegan Expressway northbound at exit 3 on the Harlem River Drive though we still have that exit over there at, uh, on the southbound side at exit 19, taking out one lane. Starting to see some delays on the BQE eastbound between the Prospect Expressway and Cabinet Plaza. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Frank Diaz with Traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Today we have a 30% chance of showers until 7 a.m. Clearing skies turning mostly sunny today with temperatures falling to around 36 by 5 p.m. Overnight, mostly clear skies. The lows down to 21. The wind chill between 15 and 20. Nicer day tomorrow. Sunshine, the high near 38. Right now, 43 degrees in Manhattan. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, this year's midterm elections officially kicked off with Tuesday's Texas primary. Republican Governor Greg Abbott tapped by voters as their primary choice as Abbott seeks a third term. Republicans sent a message. They want to keep Texas the land of opportunity and prosperity for absolutely everybody. The prosperity that we have delivered over the past eight years. Voters chose Democrat Beto O'Rourke to challenge Abbott. The beauty in this state and our values, we work hard and we do good work and we're good to one another. That's not reflected in those who hold power and positions of public trust in this state right now. Abbott seeking a third term. O'Rourke almost unseated Senator Ted Cruz back in 2018. Well, carjackings have skyrocketed in big cities across the United States. They're up 200 percent. Law enforcement officials and crime monitoring agencies convened on Capitol Hill Tuesday to try and find solutions. The NICB found carjackings have soared by 286 percent in New York City from 2019 to 2021, while Philadelphia saw the second highest increase with 238. Chicago followed with a third highest increase, 207% from 2019 to 2021. Then Washington, D.C. with a 200% hike, followed by New Orleans at 159%. Many carjackings are reportedly committed by juveniles, some as young as 11 years old. 
A former President Donald Trump Wednesday condemned the Russian invasion of Ukraine as a holocaust. However, Trump stopped short of denouncing Russian President Vladimir Putin for launching the military operation targeting civilian areas with missile attacks. Here's Trump on Fox Business. When you see buildings being blown up and then they say one person died, give me a break. Many people are dying and we're allowing this to happen. It would have never happened. It should have never happened. Putin never would have done it with me. Trump called last month's move by Putin to move troops to areas of eastern Ukraine as peacekeepers smart and savvy. A prosecutor at the International Criminal Court in The Hague said Monday he would begin investigating Putin for war crimes. Meanwhile, Moscow is admitting military casualties in Ukraine. Russia admits nearly 500 of its troops have been killed and more than 1,600 wounded since their invasion began a week ago today. Russia initially said its military forces had not suffered any war casualties. The Kremlin has engaged in a propaganda campaign, shutting down two independent news agencies. Moscow insists the losses are considerably lower than figures offered by Ukraine. Ukrainian authorities have said that more than 5,800 Russian soldiers have been killed, 61 Russian aircraft, 200 Russian tanks, and 900 Russian vehicles destroyed. As Russia attacks the basement of the maternity hospital in Ukraine's coastal city of Mariupol, has been transformed into a bomb shelter and nursery. <laughs> And a similar uh, situation and scene in Kharkiv, where a maternity ward has been moved to a bomb shelter amid missile attacks. Maripol was one of three cities, along with Kharkiv and Kershyn, encircled by Russian forces. Maripol is seen as a key target for Russian forces because it would connect the annexed Crimean Peninsula bordering the Black Sea to the Russian mainland. Hacker group Anonymous has claimed that it has shut down Russia's space agency, Roscosmos. The hacking team has said that Russian officials have no more control over their own spy satellites. Putin, stop as soon as possible. Otherwise, this cyber attacks will break you piece by piece. However, the director general of Roscosmos, Dmitry Rogushin, denied the claim. He says the spy satellites are protected from cyber criminals. The report about anonymous disabling Roscosmos comes days after the hacker group claimed it had successfully breached over 300 Russian websites and offered troops over $53,000 to give up their tanks. Again, I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. 77 WABC Time Check, 545. Time to head over to Justin Ellick with a look at sports. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your Early News Sports Update. We begin in the city of brotherly love where the Knickerbockers and Sixers were in action last night. James Harden made his home debut for Philadelphia and gave Sixers fans exactly what they were looking for with 26 points in 36 minutes on the floor. Joel Embiid led all scoring as he usually does with one better than Harden at 27 points. And R.J. Barrett topped out the Knicks side of the box score with 30 points on 10 of 23 from the field. Ultimately, that wasn't nearly enough to stack up against the Harden-Embiid duo as Philly got the Knicks to kick rocks after a 123-108 victory at home. The Knicks will be in action next, coming up tomorrow night in Phoenix against the Suns. 
As for very near future hardwood action, you've got the Nets hosting the Miami Heat at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time tonight. So mark that on your daily calendar. Now to ice hockey as the Rangers got back to their winning ways last night at the Garden against the St. Louis Blues after giving up three quick goals late in the second period to fall behind 3-2. The hockey blue shirts came back with a vengeance with three of their own in the third in the third frame, excuse me, to come out victorious by a score of five to three. Chris Kreider scored a tie-breaking power play goal that sounded like this. Strom direction back out to the point, forced a batter jab. Now Fox, but Aaron, 15 seconds remaining on the penalty score. Fox with the shot, deflected in front. It's a power play goal. The Rangers back on top. That call courtesy of TNT. The Rangers will try and make it two straight tomorrow night when they host the Devils at the Garden. As for the Islanders, look out for them tonight at home against the Vancouver Canucks. That face-off is set for 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Okay, thanks, Justin. Let's head over to traffic with Frank Diaz. Hey, Dan. Well, in, in Elizabeth, the Route 19 northbound between Grand and Fremont Avenue, we still got that uh, oh, closed over there due to the, some accident earlier. Also, inbound upper and lower level of the GWB, as well as the Lincoln and Holland Tunnel, all looking pretty good coming into the city. Over to the island, we're starting to see some traffic build up on parts of the LIE westbound back up to exit 62. Jericho, Northern State Parkway eastbound between exit 36 and Route 135. we got some road construction shutting down the left lane. Long Island Freedom Convoy is heading west on the LIE at exit 60, beginning at around 6.30, so expect some delays over there. Hudson Valley and Katona, we still got that accident on I-684 northbound after exit 6. Seeing some slippery roads in part of the valley also and over in Highland on the Mid-Hudson Bridge eastbound between US-44 and the Mid-Hudson Bridge tolls. Also on the Mario Como Bridge, there's a 45 mile per hour speed limit due to the rain. That's on both sides across the span. And in the city, we got a stall cleared in the Bronx on the Major Deegan Expressway northbound at exit 3, but on the Harlem River Drive southbound at exit 19, there's still that accident over there taking out one lane. Starting to see some delays on the BQE eastbound between Prospect Expressway and the Cabin Plaza. No major transit delays right now. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Frank. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We do have a 30% chance of showers until 7 this morning. Then it clears. Mostly sunny skies today. Temperatures fall, though, to about 36 by 5 p.m. Overnight, mostly clear skies, the lows down to 21, and the wind chill will make it feel like between 15 and 20. Sunshine tomorrow, the high near 38, right now 43 degrees in Manhattan. Let's head over to Frank Morano. He has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones gained 596 points, the Nasdaq gained 220 points, and the S&P 500 gained 80 points. U.S. oil climbed to the highest level in more than a decade on Wednesday trade, with global benchmark Brent topping $113 per barrel after OPEC and its oil-producing allies, which does include Russia, decided to hold production steady. West Texas Intermediate Crude Futures, the U.S. oil benchmark, jumped more than 8% to trade at $112.51 per barrel, the highest level since May of 2011. Global benchmark Brent Crude rose more than 8% to $113.94 per barrel. That's the highest level since June of 2014. Fed Chair Jerome Powell says he supports a traditional quarter-point increase in the Federal Reserve's benchmark short-term interest rate when the Fed meets later this month, rather than a larger increase that some of its policymakers have proposed. But Powell did open the door to a bigger hike in the event that inflation, which has reached 
a four-decade high, doesn't noticeably decline this year as the Fed expects it to. And finally, the feud between President Joe Biden and Tesla CEO Elon Musk doesn't seem to be cooling anytime soon. Musk said no one was watching Biden after the president did not mention Tesla during his hour-long State of the Union address on Tuesday. Biden touted the combined $18 billion investment by Ford and GM to build electric vehicles. Tesla and electric automaker giant wasn't mentioned in Biden's speech to the nation. Musk later tweeted directly to Biden saying Tesla has created over 50,000 U.S. jobs building electric vehicles and is investing more than double GM and Ford combined. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. And taking a look at futures this morning, they're in the red. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 39 points at 33,810. The S&P is down almost nine points. The Nasdaq has fallen 57 and a half points. Crude oil now has hit $113.74 a barrel. It's up $3.14. Gold up to $12.10 an ounce to $1,934.40. The WABC Early News. Well, good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Violent crime is rising all throughout New York City, specifically on the New York City subway system. Major transit crime rose 30 percent, according to the NYPD, with felony assaults nearly doubling. One recent assault, as we reported on earlier, was when a career criminal smeared his own feces on a woman during a random attack. Even worse, the judge presiding over the case wanted to let him go free. WABC Radio's Lydia Serrani goes in-depth on this case and others with New York Post Police Bureau Chief Tina Moore. And on the line with me right now is a New York Post Police Bureau Chief Tina Moore. How are you, Tina? I'm fine, thank you. Wow, what a oh, couple, last couple of days it's been going on on the subway. Uh, the the most heinous one recently, in my, to me, is the guy that smashed a bag of human feces on the woman. And now we're hearing that the Bronx judge wanted to release him on his own recognizance. And then now he's wanted for a hate crime in Brooklyn. Tell me, what is going on? Well, it's it was a horrifying, a terrible attack. I mean, he took up his own feces, a bag of it, and shoved it in this woman's face. She was just sitting there waiting for a subway. Because you know. she turned him down, right? He he was trying to pick her up, and then he went in back into the waiting train at 241st Street, and it looks like he pooped in the bag and then came back out and said, how do you like it now, Mommy? I mean, you, you just, it's disgusting. It's gross, yeah. And he, he was making sure she wouldn't talk to him. And then he went to court, and I, I guess there's nothing in the law that said that that bag of poop was a weapon, uh, so the judge didn't feel like she could hold him, uh, then there's this broken hate crime uh, that he's going to be going to court for again. This suspect's only 30 years old, and he's got like over 40 arrests under his belt. What is going on here? Why was he released again? Well, he was almost released again, excuse me. Almost, almost. And, you know, he, he really made a light of this crime, too. He he told the police who, who picked him up and made some jokes about, you know, S happens, um, uh, using the curse word there. So, you know, he wasn't, obviously wasn't um, sorry at all for what he had done. I, I don't really understand why she couldn't hold him. I guess it's just not in the law. Wow. Anti-Asian hate crimes are up 367 percent. And there's a guy that's wanted. He attacks seven Asian women. 
so I have news for you. They just picked him up. Uh, he's he's in custody right now. A suspect is in custody. Uh, somebody saw him uh, at the library on Fifth Avenue. Actually, it's an annex, a building across the street from the library. He was wearing the same clothes that he had on when he did these seven attacks on Asian women, where he punched them in the face or elbowed them in the face. Uh, different. You know, in each case, but they happened near the Empire State Building. They happened uh, done by Madison Square Park. So more more midtown, uh, you know, areas where there are a lot of tourists. Um, I know at least one of these victims was from New Jersey. She really didn't. I, I reached out to her. She just really didn't want to talk. She was upset, very obviously very upset. And so she just really didn't feel she had it in her to, to talk. So do we know why the suspect did all this? He made no comments whatsoever. He didn't say a word. Does he have an extensive rap sheet? I haven't seen it yet. So it's pretty pretty early for that. There are no charges yet against him. He's at like sitting in the precinct being questioned by cops right now. So at this point, it's almost hard for you as the crime reporter for the New York Post to keep to keep track of all the violence that's going on. It's it's pretty tough. Yeah. It's, uh... And you know, with the weather getting warmer, it's only going to get worse. Well, thank you so much, Tina Moore of the New York Post, and keep us posted. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And again, this is Lydia Serrani for seventy seven WABC News. Thank you, Lydia. Misdemeanor assaults were not counted in the major crime figure like felony assaults. They, too, have more than doubled. It's the WABC Early News. A video on our website shows two suspects wanted in the shooting of a 14-year-old male outside Boys and Girls High School in Brooklyn. The teenager's mother decried the city's surging gun violence, telling the New York Post it could happen to anyone. The woman's son was shot at Fulton Street and Utica Avenue on Monday afternoon after a group he was part of got into an argument with another group. He's recovering following surgery. You can take a look at that video showing the two suspects. It is up on our website, wabcradio.com. A rally on Grand Street in Chinatown Tuesday by Asian-American community members after a fourth victim of anti-Asian attacks died in just two months. Here's New York Representative Grace Meng, who condemned the attacks. Our community is mentally and physically exhausted from being forced to endure this ongoing violence. We are tired, so tired of living in fear. Two-year-old Guying Ma died February 22nd after being hit in her head with a rock in November while sweeping her sidewalk. The suspect in the case is expected to face upgraded charges following Ma's death. Police say 33-year-old Ellie Saul Perez of Brooklyn is currently charged with felony assault and harassment. Four teenagers stabbed at a subway stop in Brooklyn Tuesday afternoon. The violence erupted at the entrance to the J&Z train at the Broadway Flushing Avenue station. The reason for this violence is unknown right now. The attackers fled. So far, no arrests in this case. All four victims were taken to Woodhull Hospital in stable condition. Well, honors for actor James Earl Jones. The Schubert Organization's Court Theater on Broadway will be renamed after Jones, part of the theater group's promise to honor a black artist. I am the father. That's Jones playing Darth Vader. 
The renaming honors Joan's lifetime contributions to Broadway and the artist community. A year ago, a coalition of Broadway theater owners, producers, union leaders, creators, and casting directors hammered out a series of reforms and commitments to ensure equity, diversity, inclusion, and accessibility. 77 WABC time check. 557 Frank Diaz has traffic and transit. Hey, Deb in Jersey. We still got all that accident is now cleared in Elizabeth on Route 109 northbound between Grand Street and Fairmont Avenue, upper and lower level of the GWB and the Lincoln and Holland. All looking pretty good heading into the city. Over to the island is starting to see traffic on parts of the LIE westbound back up to exit 62 in Jericho on the Northern State Parkway eastbound between exit 36 and Route 135. Got some construction shutting down the left lane over there. Also seeing some road work in Freeport on Sunrise Highway East. Eastbound between Buffalo Avenue and Troy Avenue. That's taken out two lanes. In Hudson Valley and the Golden's Bridge, we have an accident blocking the left lane on I-684 northbound before exit 6A. Still have some slippery roads in Highland and in the Mario Como Bridge over there. They've got some salt trucks out there for that. And on the bridge, we have a 45-mile-per-hour speed limit due to the rain. In the city, there's the accident on the Harlem River Drive southbound at exit 19. That's been cleared away, but we're starting to see some delays on the Harlem River Drive southbound between 3rd Avenue Bridge and exit 18. You're seeing some stop traffic in Brooklyn on the BQE eastbound between the Prospect Expressway and Cadmet Plaza as well. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with Traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have a 30% chance of showers until 7 a.m. Other than that, clearing skies, mostly sunny. Temperatures do fall to about 36 by 5 p.m. Overnight, mostly clear skies. The lows down to 21 with a wind chill between 15 and 20. Tomorrow, nice day. Sunshine with a high near 38. Right now, 43 degrees in Manhattan. Well, we're working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the morning program coming up right here on 77 WABC, the best morning program in New York City. And here's a sneak peek at today's lineup. Well, Bill O'Reilly weighs in on a lot of topics with Bernie and Sid. That comes up at 840 and 30 past each hour. The 77 WABC clip of the day. You'll hear Judge Janine. 825. Don't miss Lydia reports. 32 past each hour. Sid Sports, sponsored by Peerless Boilers. And don't miss the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie contest Monday through Friday right here on 77 WABC. That comes along at 940. Well, Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Be back with us tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. Be early.